How's it going, everyone? Welcome in to the Sports Appeal Podcast. I'm your host, AJ Teal. As always, to my right, my co-host and my dad, Noel Teal. Dude, if, if you don't watch hockey... Oh, you missed you, a good one. Oh, do you miss Oh, did you miss a good, good one? one. <laughs> Look, you know, everybody. everybody's asking me today uh, mm-hmm. about this game, man. They're like... Dude, you told me to watch hockey, and and I, I tuned in in this game, and no, I'm actually making that up. Nobody told me that this morning, uh, but I, I I wish people would tell me that. Yeah, dude, I I look. First of all, anytime the Rangers and Islanders play, it you know it, it, it's a good matchup it's, because they hate it's, each other. It's historically been a classic yes. rivalry. Now, now you add the fact that the Islanders are, are desperately playing for their playoff lives to try to get in. The Rangers are desperately trying to be the number one seed in the metro in the entire metro, and you, you get to play this outside in front of eighty thousand people at MetLife Stadium. It was just a, a crazy atmosphere. We'll talk about the stadium series because it was mm-hmm. a great weekend in hockey. We'll also get yep. into the NBA All Star Weekend that. You know, I, I, have things to, I have some things Defense. to say. Yeah, I have some <laughs> things to say. Let's can we stop? Can we stop All Star Weekend? It's oh, it's, it's horrible. It's horrible. It's horrible. Let, 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 we got to talk about that. Uh, we also have to get into uh, college basketball this weekend. Some big uh, some big upsets this weekend mm-hmm. that'll shake up the top twenty five. Uh, we're waiting on a new poll right now as we are recording, uh, but that should be out as well by the time this goes out. I'm pretty sure we could figure it out. Yeah, we'll, we'll discuss the teams moving up and moving down um, and some NFL rumors as well. And we'll start to preview free agency, specifically starting with the running back position. We know the controversy controversy in the NFL right now with running backs, uh, who's going to get paid and who may end up uh, not not getting paid this offseason. It's going to be an interesting one. I mean, there's 10 running back free agents that will start on any team. So, right, it, so. it should be very interesting. Should be interesting. So a lot to talk about on the first episode of the week. So let's get into it. Let's run it. Uh, let's start with uh, let, let's start with the stadium series that we were okay. able to watch yesterday uh, with yep. the Rangers and the Islanders. If you haven't seen, uh, you know, the NHL has started these outdoor games, which is just the most genius thing ever. This has yes. been every every one of them is the atmospheres is electric. You're talking yep. about, you know, usually games that have 10,000, 11,000, 12,000 fans at, uh, you're now multiplying that by eight, you know, times the amount and you're getting <laughs> 70,000, 80,000 people in, or, you know, in, in stadiums, in football stadiums to come yep. out and watch the, this hockey game get played outside. And historically, since they started it, all the games have been great. I mean, the... Yes. With the atmosphere and then the game itself, we've had some classic ones. The Rangers were undefeated going into this one and have played a couple overtime games themselves. The Winter Classic, all those years ago, uh, we know has been great. But this game was unbelievable. I mean, we're tuning in, obviously, as big New York Ranger fans. Uh, for yes. people that don't keep up with hockey, Rangers-Islanders, big rivalry for the state of New York. Rangers right now first place in the division. The Islanders right outside of the playoffs. They need these points now as the season winds down. Uh, the game, unbelievable. First yep. off, being in MetLife, one of the biggest stadiums uh, in the country, uh, just just the the atmosphere before mm. the game, you could tell. Just the the, the fans packed the, the the stadium. 
it was awesome to see just a, a beautiful day out. The 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 jerseys, the sweaters, oh, the jerseys were on were great. point for both yes. teams. They just it, yes. everything was was perfect about they that They rode game. in on fire trucks, you know, to support the fire the firemen and the police department and wore police yep. jerseys like pregame like it, everything about it was so done well. The Giants and Jets were all there to introduce everybody yeah. and get the crowd going. The NHL, for for lack of a better word, does these things so much better so than much better. everybody else. The the NBA specifically needs to take notes on the NHL because if the NHL actually promoted their sport yes. and got more fans involved, like the like that's what they should do with the the NBA and the NHL should meet. Bettman the NHL commissioner and Adam Silver, Silver should meet and the NBA should give the NHL advice on how to globalize their game. Um, and yep. then the NHL should tell the NBA how to uh, make keep the game their, relevant. Keep the game relevant. There you go. Perfect. They, if, if they got into a meeting room, both yep. those, both the sports would flourish even more. So yep. I agree with that. And you're right. They, they do everything to a T. They have the best all-star weekend, which after we talk about the NBA all-star weekend, that is for sure. Uh, yes. By by no means in any sport, um, and and they do these these special event games to a T. It, it was awesome to watch. Yeah. The Rangers did go down four one at one point in this game, and five in the second period. In the second period, mm-hmm. and five three with four minutes to go. Uh, the Islanders take some six some dumb six minutes to go. Some dumb questionable dumb penalties, penalties. Uh, yeah. and the Rangers get a power play goal and then an empty netter. Uh, to tie it up and 10 seconds in overtime, uh, the man, the myth, the legend, Artemi Panarin, Nets one in OT, uh, and the roar from the stadium. It was just oh, what a comeback. What, what a, the roar, what a, the what roar a from my house was electric. I yeah. was going nuts. Like I thought it was like the Stanley Cup. It was such an yeah. amazing win. And it's it seven awesome. in a row for the Rangers. So if you're not following hockey, man, get on board. We got yep. 31 games left and it is going to be epic. And these playoffs are going to be phenomenal. Yeah, you got. You guys have about a about a month, month and a half until we start ramping up uh, playoff hockey talk. So yes, and just so we're on the topic of NHL before we move on, have you seen what Austin Matthews of the Toronto Maple Leafs is doing lately? Yeah, he's scoring at will. At will, two back to back hat tricks, six hat tricks on the year, forty eight goals in fifty two games. Six, six hat tricks on the 40, year is ridiculous. Think about this. Some AJ, people, he has some of the, goals some of the great games. players in NHL history don't have six hat tricks in their career. Correct. And here's the crazy part. He is beating Connor McDavid by 27 goals this year. That's now, ridiculous. I mean, he's nine ahead of the second place guy. Like he's so on pace to almost score 80 goals. It's crazy. He's having a year. He has 15 goals in his last 12 games. Does, I, he, have, he's un, he's does he have the record or does Gretzky still have? No, record for mo- record. most in the yes. most in a season. Yes, and and I'd have like, to look it up. I think it's I think 80 it's something. Ni- it might be nine low nineties. No, I don't think it's that high. But, I don't know. Uh, but but Matthews, you talked about. We would always talk about Ovechkin. He was always a yeah. goal scorer, and then McDavid, uh, and those guys. Oh have shit! An, you're right. It's ninety two by. Yeah, Matthews. that's ridiculous. Ninety two is ridiculous. <laughs> but if you talk about, he's got forty eight. Thirty games to go. Has six hat tricks. I don't know. Anything <laughs> can happen. He's he's elite. So, so the top scorers ever, Gretzky, 92, Gretzky, 87, Brett Hull, 86, and Mario Lemieux, 85. Yeah, those are, those he, are just He could definitely numbers. get in that area, for sure. Yeah. 
So That's we'll, we'll see. Definitely job. a record-breaking season on on the brinks for for Matthews there. So yep. great game. Rangers are and rolling. Then did you see, so. And then did you see Yarmy Yager got uh, his his jersey I did retired? See that. He, he skated with the Pittsburgh Penguins. They retired his jersey. Is that that's not the first team that he's been retired by, right? Uh, I want to say yes. Really, I don't think he's been retired by the by the Rangers, and he certainly wasn't going to be retired by Florida. Yeah. You know, the Devils. Some, nah, it's not going to happen. Nah, no, I mean, look, he played most of his career at Pittsburgh. You know, yeah. that's where he wore one of those Stanley Cups. So this was a big night for him. So I, yeah. I would, you know, again, a guy who's my age who's still yeah. playing, you know, hockey overseas. Yeah, that's he's ridiculous. <laughs> I can't even walk up the steps and he's still playing hockey. Mm. It's unbelievable. It's crazy. So what a game. Great uh, yep. win by the Rangers. Great comeback. The comeback kids do it again. That's that's 18 been their times this year. 18 times. Uh, but to the NBA All-Star okay. weekend. Like, I just, I don't know. There, there was some, I, you know what, I, what I'm really mad about? I, as a kid, I would always go over to my friend's house. All-Star weekend was a big deal. As sure. a kid, idolizing the players, uh, you know, right. The dunk contest, the three-point contest. I'm, I'm, the, I'm even talking about strictly the game. Mm. We would want to, I would go over to my friend's house for Sunday night. And we would all be hyped to watch the game. Yeah. And and this weekend, Sunday night, I have nothing to do. I finished my homework. And I was like, yeah, the All-Star game's on. But I'm like, maybe I'd rather watch a show? Like, a, <laughs> like turn on a movie? Like, And that's not me. Uh, we're the biggest sport nerds you've ever met. And that's not me. And that yep. that angers me, right? That angers yes. me. Because the, the, the game itself, we could talk about the – Three-point skills, dunk. I mean, that, that's always going to be there. And those I actually did turn tune into. So we could talk about that yeah. later. But I, I don't have a problem with those. Those are just events that are annual, that are always going to be there. And you, sure. they're either going to be good or they're gonna, or they're not going to be. Right. But the game itself, get rid of it. Get yeah. rid of it. What's there's, the point? There's, there's no nothing point on the line. There's nothing, there's nothing on, the on the line. The players get paid way too much money, especially everyone that's making the all-star game. Uh, sure. To give any crap, even if you put an incentive up there, it doesn't change their motive. And why yep. would they want to play to risk injury for a game that is meaningless? So I, I'd rather watch a game of horse. Right. Like, I, I don't know what else they have to do because you know how, like, the Pro Bowl went to flag and that made it be better. And now th yep. they can at least try and, and they don't have to really risk getting hit and all that. And they, the NBA can't do that. What are they gonna? What are no. they gonna do? Are they gonna do a three v three tournament? Like that's not gonna. They're, they're still not gonna play. So, look, they need to. They, it's never gonna happen, and because it's 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 too much of a. Uh, it, it still draws fans. You know, they still sell the house mm -hmm. out, and it, it's good for the uh, for for the hosting city and all that. Sure. But I mean, get rid of the game, man. I Dude, I I'm don't. I don't even have an idea of of me putting I, something I wasn't, in place. I wasn't I, I joking. Just, Let's play horse. Like, hey, like like the old commercials right, with, like, with uh, Bird like, and, and like MJ. when Damian Thank Lillard you. when Damian Lillard pulled up from half court, they should just do crazy shots like that. And totally. Look, did you see the the highlights of Luca in practice? Mm -hmm. He was chucking the ball up from midcourt and like bouncing it in or you right. know, like rainbowing it from the sky. Like, honestly, do something that's enjoyable. Just, the game's not enjoyable. It's you just can't watch it. I don't I don't understand. Yeah, I, I don't really understand 
how because there's there's it's a two-way street it's how do you get the players to play but then how do you also you know entice them to play uh, like right. there, there's really no way the the there's no incentive that's going to make them play and then there's also really no reason they should play so it's kind of a two-way right. street of of this doesn't really work anymore um in today's well, not, game you know you remember when baseball tried to make the world series home field advantage based on the right. al or that, nl team to and that's win? the other way do you go but it's are you going to make a are you going to make a game that has absolutely n- not. nothing to do impact the actual outcome of a season you can't do that. absolutely not no it's terrible okay. right you like you exactly what you said you can't pay them like in the nhl you're going to give them a million dollar bonus or an 80 or a hundred thousand dollar bonus they're like yeah okay i will play right. for a hundred k right these guys are making more money than anybody on the planet so right. you know giving them extra money doesn't entice them so what is going to entice what, them what about to play a, what a about game? a 1v1 tournament and one-on-one it, you play so, one-on-one you do how many a, guys you are, do how a, many guys are going to go down in injuries right and that's the thing is is th- this is a problem when you take away hitting in football it yep. lessens the injuries and you can just you know it's just running yep. but in basketball there's even if you lessen the players on the floor or whatever or just play one on one like it's still basketball there's still chance yep. of getting Let, injured so I mean, they're let's still just probably it, not going to go as hard why, why can't we take it outside and play on on the blacktop you know in like yeah, an inner city could I, I don't know. There's there's really no answer, and the no. answer should just be the NBA needs to save its time and its money and call people all stars and just be done with it. Right, and just have sure. it be the accomplishment of being an all star. Right, and just or do, do skills or just do like a fan interaction thing Sunday or I don't know something Listen, else. First of all, when the celebrity game is the highlight of the weekend, yeah, something's right. wrong. And by How the about way, they do that. They should do. They should combine the celebrity game and the All Star game, and do that celebrities and All Stars. Well, and that could be. That good. would be. That would be good because the celebrities would try. Yes, and my God, Micah Parsons and Puka oh, Nakua. Micah Parsons is a beast. Athletes, man. She Puka Nakua. Look easy. Yeah, he's a Puka beast Nakua too. flies. Yep. I mean, this guy is. This guy could play anything. Like literally, give him a ball, a bat, a glove. They were just I'm, born, I born to be athletes. Those guys, hundred percent. I mean, what did Micah go for thirty-seven and thirteen or yeah, something like won, that? He did. He won uh, the MVP. That's awesome. It, so that was good. Gotta love it. Yeah, love, I mean, the three-point contest. Obviously, Dame, you know, did his thing. You know, he also did it in the you know, the, the All-Star game, scoring like I think he had like yeah. eleven threes or whatever. But you know. He, he always shows out for All-Star Weekend. You, you yeah. know that. I mean, Steph beat Sabrina in the three-point yeah. contest, you know, one-on-one. Not, not by a lot, though. I mean, no, not she, by a lot. she definitely held her own. She 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 yep. shot she shot the ball. So yeah. that was I thought that was fun to see. Uh, and then the dunk contest is the other one that everyone's like, you know, this again, this again. And the problem is, is that in 2016, when Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine had the best dunk contest of all time, where Aaron Gordon got robbed, and that is he did. That, that still is the biggest robbery to date. Uh, yep. They did that, the best dunks you've ever seen, and they each and that's did where it multiple ended. of them. There's no dunk. There's no dunk that I've seen since, and I don't think I ever will see that will be more impressive than some of those that they did that night. And right. when you get to a point where the most athletic players, you know, do those insane dunks that no one else really can do, then yep. what's the point? So it, it, yeah, it is, loses Mac McClung, its is Mac McClung extremely athletic and a great dunker? And did he have some good ones? Yeah, he did. But none that got me out of my chair. Like 
I but, couldn't believe my eyes. So he jumped over Shaq. I mean, honestly, probably three quarters of the NBA can um, jump over Shaq. Right. And I mean, and it doesn't like, do anything for me anymore. It, it doesn't. It doesn't. And there's the standards got raised. And and at the end of the day, again, it, the very limited options. What do you do with the dunk contest? It's a dunk contest. So you can't you just got to get more athletic players right. to do it so that you possibly could have a, a better dunk than we've seen. Yeah. You, you know what pissed me off more than the All-Star game this weekend, considering basketball, were some of the commentators' comments. Uh, one was Kenny Smith about Sabrina, and the other one was uh, Jay Williams on Caitlin Clark. Like, yep. th- these guys, seriously, like, they just can't what, just allow they were, somebody. They were knocking on them? Yeah, like, basically saying that, you know, Caitlin Clark hasn't proven anything. She's not great yet. I'm like, oh my god, dude! She just, she just became the most decorated scorer in women's college basketball, faster than any other person has done it. Yeah. Just I mean, when, give her her due. When you just look, give her her due. The, the, when you look at a, a player like that and what she's doing, there's no, there's no player in women's women's basketball history that that is as skillful as of a shooter as her ever. Right. Yes. Ever like that is that is when you pay your due to a person that's like transcendent to the game. She sure. broke the all time leading scorer with a basically half court shot like that. Right. That was no one else is doing that in, in well, women's in, sport in a, in, a, in several less games in much, you know, much better women's college basketball yeah. com- competition. Right. I mean, he was going off on like, you know, well, Diana Tarazi's, you know, won three championships and uh Brittany Stewart won, or whatever her name was, uh, Brianna Stewart won, you know, four championships. I'm like, UConn was so dominant back yeah. then because nobody I, else had a I team. I was not even a good team. She just <laughs> scores 40 every night. Yeah. No, nah, that, that, yeah, I don't, I don't agree with that as, at all. And then, I mean, and then, she's ridiculous. Well, then Kenny Smith last night's been like, well, Sabrina should be shooting from the women's three. You know, this is not a fair competition. And he was given the whole bullshit Wasn't about Jay Williams also a bust in the NBA? Yes, wasn't he, he was. Wasn't from he a injuries. Bust? injuries. Yeah. I mean, he was player of the year at Duke. I, I, yeah. I, yeah, but I remember He got that, into a but... bad car accident or something and fucked up his knee, if I remember correctly. Um, anyway. But, yeah, it just bothers me. It bothered me. Like, just be, be gracious to the people who do amazing things. Right. There, Stop being no, jealous. Stop being a there's, hater. There's no reason to hate on, on Caitlin Clark for what she's nope. doing because it's insanely impressive. So, yes. yeah. All right, moving on from All-Star weekend there. Uh, we did have NBA news that the Nets fired Jacques Vaughn. Uh, Can't keep a dude, job, this man. Guy, this guy has never been very successful as a head coach. He wasn't in, in Orlando. Probably wasn't his fault. He, he was with some bad teams. However, yep. this Nets team had not high hopes, but they were supposed to be a playoff team this year, and they're not a playoff team. They're They're at the bottom of the East right now with – you know, after trading for Mikel Bridges and Cam Johnson, that was supposed to turn their franchise around. And after the playoffs that we saw Mikel Bridges, you know, we thought he was going to take that next step. He was underwhelming, you know, been underwhelming this season as well as the whole team. So, yes. yeah, definitely some 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 things to be discussed by the Nets this offseason. They didn't want to wait to fire the coach till the offseason, mm-hmm. but we saw Mikel Bridges trade rumors and those might resurface as we get to uh, the, the off season. But yeah, I, I didn't think Vaughn was the right guy uh, when they, when they hired him from being the, yep. the interim uh, and they got to go get a, a real, you know, successful proven head coach now. 
for well, for them. Let's not forget, he was the coach of the Nets, remember, during the bubble. Mm-hmm. You know, and then they gave the job to yeah. Steve Nash, you know, and yeah. then now he comes back and he takes the job again and then he gets fired after a year. Like yeah. this guy's record for his entire NFL coaching career is 129 and 226. Yeah, it's, he has a hundred more losses than wins. He's not been a coach of good teams. He's he's been brought in on teams that that are are not in contention, and he hasn't really been able to last, you know, any any bit longer than a year or two on those teams. So I'm I'm gonna make a very bold statement, and I'm sorry, Jacques. You need to be an assistant coach. Yeah. You're a good guy, a good players guy. You have some good offensive, you know, mindset. You're not a head coach. And no. you should definitely be on the bench of somebody else who's a little bit better at what at, at doing this job. Yeah, I agree. Agree with that. So uh, college basketball, we had some mm. big upsets this weekend. Uh, we had, you know, some really great games. There was yes. there was some really good ones that we were watching. Uh, LSU, South Carolina was really good. LSU got an upset over South mm-hmm. Carolina, uh, who was, who's in the top 10 there. Uh, Iowa had a big upset against Wisconsin, keeps their playoff hopes alive. Uh, you know, Wisconsin's been on an absolute losing streak as of lately. Uh, you had a really really good game uh, between between Virginia and, and Wake Forest. 49-47. Did anyone take the under in that one? Dude, we know Virginia plays good defense, but that's that's insane. It's pathetic. Both teams I mean, under 50? Uh, <laughs> like that. You you got to try really hard not to be able to score 50 points in a college basketball game. That's that is you have to try really hard or you just yeah. get absolutely clamped and we know Virginia you know, brings that defense. So yeah. um, some other big wins, Kentucky took down Auburn. That was a big win for Kentucky. They, they looked been good. I, I was fence. sitting at, I was Kentucky, at a bar watching it. It was Kentucky's, good. Kentucky's one of those teams, man, that if they figure it out, I mean, Rob Dillingham coming off the bench, he's, he's mm-hmm. a projected lottery pick. He's been fantastic. Um, Antonio Reeves is, is probably their best player. He's their leading yes. scorer. Uh, they have, it, they have a good team. You know, that, Reeves, that play, Reeves played Kyle Perry will, will have them, you know, going coming uh coming time for the the tournament they're definitely one of those teams that you never know what you're going to get day in day out yeah probably the most impressive actually not probably the most impressive win of the weekend uh no i was going uconn really Uh, uconn well uconn uconn won going away yes and i said that but on the last episode i told you they were home no i said going away as in like they they killed them oh yeah a 30-point win by UConn over Marquette, who's really, really good. This UConn AJ. team, what happened last year in the tournament? They killed everybody by 20 that they played. This is the same team. They're levels above. They're, they're one, and then it, there's a gap, and then there's Houston mm-hmm. and Purdue. and they're, They are the I, best team in the country by far. Oh, I know. And let me tell you something. I said on the last broadcast when we said that we were talking about Marquette and, and, and UConn, this Marquette team is so overrated. It's I, not, I know though. it's it not. Is, I'm telling it you, it's is, not. It's a very it good is. team. No, it, listen, they're too small. We talked about it. They, they don't rebound well. The size difference was massive. With it was. UConn. Yes. Cl- they're still I mean, a very Clinton good team, though. Way. Tristan Newton was unbelievable in this game. Like, this was a game where I was like, you know what? The, Marquette to me is a pretender, and UConn is the team to beat. By far, I don't think Marquette's a pretender. I think they're a good team, and I think they can make a run in the tournament. But UConn is worlds above 
and they are by far the best team in the country right now. And and they're yes. it should be a heavy favorite to repeat from last year because I don't know who can beat that team, man. They they are I, they got everything. They're deep. I, I, they got size. They got shooting. Yeah. Oh, it's, they got everything. It's all around. So yeah, there's no doubt. But you're you're missing out on the biggest upset of the week, and yeah. and that was oh, Ohio State over Purdue after firing their their head coach. Yeah, not not even waiting to the end of the season. They fired him with a month left in the season and they come back to beat Purdue. Uh, That that is a big one. Yeah, no, I mean, I I watched this game. I was sitting on my couch watching this game and Jamison battle for Ohio State and Mm -hmm. uh, what forget his name was uh, Thornton, Bruce Thornton. Um, They just they dominated. They absolutely dominated. Zach Eady was held uh, really in check all game. I mean, he scored 22, but I mean, he just never seemed to dominate down low. He had a couple turnovers down in the last minute, you know, where Mm -hmm. he got the ball slapped out of his hands. They really held Fletcher Lawyer on the game. Yeah, I mean, and he he was throwing the ball over the place. Fletcher Mm -hmm. Lawyer didn't have a very good game. Uh, Braden Smith didn't have a very good game. Like this was a really good performance by Ohio State. That that place was going nuts. Uh, Evan Mahaffey had a great, you know, a couple of minutes off the bench. Like they, they just, they provided such a spark and it was such incredible to watch them down the stretch where Purdue came and tied it up like 69, 69. And then literally Ohio state just said, okay, that's enough for this. And then, you know, one by four, but it was, uh, it was awesome game. And you're talking about Purdue's, you know, more than likely going to still win the regular season in the big 10 and Ohio state who's not a tournament team. Um, no. at all they're one of the worst they're they're actually second worst in the big 10 that's a yes. that is a big upset for sure um yeah. and and that you know as we go towards the final month here th- these teams are especially Purdue is fighting for a one seed and a loss like that you know if, if they take another one or you know never know what can go on in in the conference tournament you know those yeah. could be losses that that eventually uh can can knock you down a seed or two it still is mind-boggling to me how difficult it is for these teams to win on the road. Yeah. You know, it's different. It, it's a different animal. It's a different animal. Man, yep. if you're going to go down, you're going down on the road. It's very rare to watch a Purdue or a Yukon, you know, yeah. or Houston. At home, they're, at home, they're unbeatable. Yeah. I mean, did you see what Houston did this weekend uh, yeah. to uh, dismantle Texas? Dismantle. They won yeah. by like 30 something. You know, I their mean, their average win at home is 30 points. 30 average. points. Average. average. It's crazy. And, and they've played top 25 teams left and right. Yep. And they're killing people at home. Yeah. And we also talked on the last episode about the FAU-USF game previewing it. USF does come out on top. They keep their win streak going. They stay at a top of the American. And FAU will drop out of the top 25 uh, for the first USF time in a while. In. And USF will be in the top 25 from last place last year in I- the American to first this year, what a job um, by hiring the the, the Kennesaw coach uh, last year. Um, I I forgot how to pronounce his name. I, I just remember, um, you know, when when they went on that little mini run in the tournament, they were able to uh, to hire him. They were able to bring in um, their best player from Kennesaw, uh, Chris Youngblood, and he's just been an absolute beast for them. Uh, so shout out to USF. I mean, they've they've had a great year, and the frauds of FAU. I said. You know, they had their miracle run, but, you know, all, all good things must eventually come to an end. Still a tournament team, still a team that's, that's going to, you know, be there, but mm-hmm. uh, definitely not as, as losing some of that magic uh, that, they, that they had on their run last year. Don't 
don't quote me on this 100%, but I'm 99% positive that USF has never been ranked in, in college basketball. Uh, never? I don't think they've ever been ranked in the top 25. I don't know. I, I, I think that's got to be fact-checked. I mean, think about it. They, they've always played in, you know, they yeah. haven't been in a, a Power 5 conference, you yeah. know, and I can't remember played them in Conference being, USA. Yeah, I can't really remember them being in the tournament, so... Uh, I, I think know. they were in the tournament in 2011. I think is what I looked so when I looked it up. We'll have to we'll have to fact check that one, but, I, but definitely... fact check it. But I don't I don't think they've ever been top 25. All right. Well, until this I'll until take... about an hour from now. Yeah, I'll take a take your word for it there. So shout out to USF. All right, the Bulls. Let's get to talking about the NFL offseason here. As free agency will creep up on us pretty quickly in the next couple of weeks in the beginning of March and a big focus on last off season. And then again, this off season will be the running back position. Um, obviously we had two holdouts with Saquon Barkley and Josh Jacobs. Those are the uh, high highlights of the running back market this year. They will mm-hmm. look to cash in after last year. They weren't cashing in teams were uh, the giants and the Raiders respectively were ready to play their seasons without their players. They were not offering long-term deals um, and they both settled for one-year deals around what they would have gotten if they were, you know, franchise tagged uh, or or some of that. So now they're free agents. We have some other big free agents as well. Um, and again, like you said, when we were starting the episode, these are all starting caliber running backs in the NFL, um, all running backs that have produced over their time in the NFL. Um, but a lot of these guys, injuries and age has gotten up there with them. And it, you know, the... The, the the consensus right now in the NFL is you don't pay running backs. So this is going to so, be a very interesting to see if any of these guys get some mm-hmm. sort of a long-term deal, some sort of a payday, you know, in the so in a here, couple weeks. So here's what's going against them, right? Number one, who was the biggest free agent running back on the – or who, who got the biggest free agent contract last year? I believe it was David Montgomery. David Montgomery. Yeah. Okay. Six million a year. Well off the 11, 12, 13, 14 million of the franchise tag of somewhere in that general yeah. range or what? Around State 11, 12, yeah. 11. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Half, basically. Yep. Okay. And what did David Montgomery do? He had the greatest season of his life. Yeah. Right? So for for a NFL that is basically a two or three running back system type of, you know, uh, yeah. running back room, is anybody going to pay Saquon, Josh Jacobs, Derrick Henry, Tony Pollard, Austin Eckler big money? Yeah, it's it's one of those where right now I'm I'm probably saying no. no. I mean, I, I just don't see how it, it's going to get better from last offseason. Like I said, the Giants and the Raiders were ready to play their season. They were both prepared to play the season without Josh Jacobs and Saquon. If both those players we're, we're going we're, we're to uh, pull a stubbornness, a Le'Veon Bell type situation and said, I will seriously not play again. Both of them, you know, class guys like mm-hmm. their teams want to play for their teams and weren't willing to do that. But if they were, they would have played. They would have not played the entire season. The, the Giants of the Raiders weren't budging on offering yep. that, those guys a long term deal. And that's just the the reality of the NFL now, especially right. when we saw rookie running backs take over. Look what we saw with Keaton Mitchell. Keaton Mitchell, if he was healthy, you know, would was taking over that that running back role in Baltimore. Um, yeah. and and they got him in but, what the fifth, sixth round. Like 
there are plenty of running backs coming out this year, plenty of running, yes. running backs coming out next year that teams can get in the third, fourth, day three look, picks that can slot in as starting running backs. Look at Karen Williams. I mean, look what the right. Rams have. I mean, they have an absolute stud who everybody – or the Arizona Cardinals was like, yeah. <laughs> go away. It, it's, you know? about, it, it's all about scheme. Um, you know, who, who is willing to uh, – you know, just take a chance on a, on a guy that maybe another team oversaw, like we saw in the in the Kyron Williams situation. So, yeah. we I, we I, saw moments with Dallas where Rico Doddle, who nobody knows, right. played better than Tony Pollard. Uh, uh, let, let's specifically look at the guys like Saquon, Austin Eckler, uh, J.K. Dobbins. Who I'm just look. We're looking at the top ten. This is by uh, uh, PFF, I believe, uh, the top ten running backs on the free agency market. Free. Saquon. Austin Eckler, J.K. Dobbins. I'll start with those three. What all, what do all three of those have in common? Major injury history. Major. Um, and and have have shown that they're they're among the best when healthy. But mm-hmm. Saquon's been hurt every year. Has had multiple knee injuries, multiple ankle injuries. Eckler, you know, the ankle injury every year has has, yeah, has side always has an ab injury and a bleak uh, and injury. J.K. Dobbins has now had what two season two ending. ACLs. ACL injuries. So when you look at those guys, what is the risk to paying for a what if when you know that that they're not going to play 17 games in a year? Yeah, you can't. You absolutely can't. And to your point before with the college guys coming out who are completely ready to run. I mean, I mean, the running back position is the one job that you can literally that and pass rusher are the two jobs that you come out of college and you're ready to play. Like you, you don't need anything. You just need instinct and ability. You know, yep. and you just got to be faster, stronger, and, and and better than the guy who's trying to tackle you. So I don't think any of these guys are getting paid. In fact, I, like I think that the running back market, even for a Derrick Henry or a Josh Jacobs, who you know maybe don't have the injury issues, is not going to be much more than six, seven million a year. Like yeah. I just don't see, you know, maybe a four-year, twenty-five, and the longer to 30 term, million. and the longer term of the deal that they, if they demand a longer-term deal. That money per year is probably going to down, go down even more. Yeah, Derrick Henry is going to sign two years, $15 million. That That's about as most as I see anybody putting you know money in, in Derrick Henry. And Saquon, a lot of these, you might see a three-year. A lot of these guys, Saquon, Josh Jacobs, Derrick Henry, these are the top three guys. We've heard that there's really no interest or they don't think that they'll resign with their current teams. So right. you got to think now about them going in the free agency market and guys that, you know, teams that probably are looking for more serious, you know, positions of need, they're going to yeah. look at them and say, all right, we got you with a, with one year, you know, we'll give you the six, seven million, but we're not looking to invest this right. much in this position there. And I feel like it's going to be a very similar offseason as last year with many of these guys probably go into training camp w- without being on a team. And you see some of these guys maybe sign very late after a training camp injury. Um, or yeah. they 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 sign for cheap because they yeah. want to play and and they don't want to just sit out for nothing. Well, yeah, and they're all tied to Dallas. You know, like Dallas is going to take you. Like first of all, Dallas. Well, you you got Tony anyway. Pollard there at four, and Tony Pollard's kind of an outlier because he's young. He hasn't mm-hmm. had major you know injury just history, one. just the uh, the the broken, the broken fibula. Leg. But he came back last year, and it, it it wasn't the injury that held him back. <laughs> Offensive line yeah. problems and and scheme were you know messed up there, but. You know, you, you look at him and say, well, the Cowboys aren't going to, you know, franchise nope. tag him. And nope. they're probably not looking to 
re-sign him. He's nope. you look at Tony Pollard, and, and he's probably the only one on this list that is probably going to get the longest term, uh, you know, highest paid deal. Maybe somewhere in mm. the three, four years, twenty, four years, twenty million, like a Miles Sanders deal we saw. Right. Because the teams are going to say, well, yeah, this guy's. You know, the injury young. history is not as deep and he's young and we probably could get four years at a production out of a guy who's good out of the backfield um, and has shown, you know, good things at times when the offensive line was was healthy. Yeah. See, the three for me that are most intriguing are, are towards the bottom and one of them is not even in the top 10. The three for me are DeAndre Swift, Devin Singletary and A.J. Dillon. Right. I yeah. think all three of them are guys that you can get for not breaking the bank that have a lot of productivity still ahead of him. I mm-hmm. think DeAndre Swift, for whatever reason, the Eagles effed up his whole his whole uh, season yeah, last year. Definitely. I mean, he was averaging 140 yards a game through four games, and then they just never gave him the ball again. So, mm-hmm. you know, shame on you, Eagles. Somewhere he is going to be very productive. He, he's an excellent running back. Devin Singletary had a phenomenal year last year. Kind of, you know, found a, yep. a new... Stepped in for, for Damian Pierce and then took over the awful. starting role. And, and yeah, yes. he was good. He was very good, and somebody's going to pay him for something. And then the other one is A.J. Dillon. Like, it's time for A.J. Dillon really, to get a green I bag. really like A.J. Dillon. A.J. Dillon yep. does not have the workload on him. He's been a backup, nope. um, and he's extremely talented as a runner. Yes. I would definitely look for, again, you're talking cheaper option, a guy that doesn't have the the, the workload, and you can and averages sign 4.2 him. yards. Right, you can per- easily sign him to a longer-term deal without having that much risk involved, and he's a starting running back in the league, no doubt. Yes. I would love to. That's who the Cowboys, I really think, should go after. You know, I, I think that's the younger version of Derrick Henry. Again, he's not Derrick Henry, but you're, right. if you give me 4.2 yards a carry on a guy who has a healthy body and legs the size of my entire body, mm-hmm. like, I, I'm, I'm down for that. You know, yeah. I think that's what we're missing, you know, in Dallas. We don't need the speed guy because we can offset it with Rico Dottle and Malik Davis and stuff, or get somebody else in the draft. Like there's some great running backs coming out of this Mm -hmm. draft, right? We'll talk about it, you know, later, but yeah, we see, we see the, like you said, when we're focusing on Dallas, we've seen the, the ties to, uh, to the Derrick Henry to last season. I don't think Derrick Henry really fits on this team, but when you look at a guy like Saquon, I, I'm intrigued because Saquon is special when he's out there. He's mm-hmm. a special player. Uh, he's improved so much as a pass catcher. He's a special runner. Uh, he he just he he is he's one of the most talented running backs that I've seen. You know since I've I've been alive and watching football. So mm-hmm. I I get intrigued by that. I, I see a guy that has had the injury history, but if you're telling me that I can get him on a one year deal, um, and he wants to come play for for an NFC East rival and and wants that kind of revenge on maybe a team that, that wouldn't pay him, I, I would be interested. I really would. I, I'm going to put it out there right now. I have no issues, and I will be very happy if Saquon, Josh Jacobs, Derrick Henry, DeAndre Swift, you know, or A.J. Dillon is on the Cowboys, as long as we pay them the right number. Correct, yeah. Right? And, Don't... And- and and the thing you don't have to worry about is you know the Cowboys ain't gonna overpay for anybody. So if those get, do get except signed, they that, did they did for Tony Pollard. Yeah, I mean, did, to, I mean they they tagged him. Yes, I know, but paying him fourteen million dollars, we could have used somewhere else. But for you got to understand that we that everybody thought that he was you know the, you would get rid of da- Zeke because Tony Pollard was the next yes. guy, and well, then he has well, a down we, season. We, and you, we were wrong. Yeah, you're definitely wrong. So. 
Yeah. I don't know. Saquon, it does intrigue me. I know the if you got a, a if you drafted one as a solid backup just to have the insurance there, I would be intrigued by Saquon. I think that would be totally uh, a solid move. You know, two of the other guys on the list, Zach Moss and Gus Edwards. Any 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 desire? I mean, look, Gus Edwards is a is a good goal line short yardage back. I I like that. You can't carry if, again, the load. Yeah, yeah, can't carry the load. Doesn't have the speed and doesn't have a great you know vision. When running, also can't stay healthy. <laughs> another one that, that is hurt, yeah. But he's definitely has a nose for the end zone and is good on on short yardage. So if you're talking about a, a team that uses two, three running backs, I definitely would look, you know, for a team to get him. I, I think he would just resign in in Baltimore. I think he fits good in that system, and yeah. and they're going to need you know him on that team with mm-hmm. unknowns about Keaton Mitchell, unknowns about J.K. Dobbins. That, that probably would be their safest bet to resign. Sure. And Zach Moss is is a backup at best. I don't think he's anything special, but I know he did you have know, some good games. You know, when, he had some when great Taylor games filling out. in for Taylor. Yeah, I, I'm not so, really buying it though. It, you know, it'd be interesting to see when we start to break down the draft and we start talking about the top five to ten running backs coming out this year. You know, the mm-hmm. Jonathan Brooks of the world. You know, I mean, there's there is a handful yeah. of studs Look, coming out. Sign sign Saquon and draft Blake Corum. And we've got ourselves a running back room. There you go. I, I like that. So I like that too. There's nothing wrong with that. All right. But I'll take I'll take a few others, and I'm sure we'll talk about it later. All right. Perfect. Well, we will uh, we'll we'll end it off there. We'll see everybody back on Friday. We'll have more news around this week in sports, and then we'll move on. We'll talk more positions, free agency in uh, the world of NFL.